Hey guys, PK here. Thank you so much for being with me again. I'm going to start with a really quick story this time. So, you know, there was an old lumberjack. Um, he was known for his speed at cutting down trees. You know, one day he was actually challenged by a younger, stronger lumberjack who knew he could beat this older guy and basically earn glory for himself. So one day on this context, the younger lumberjack, he started immediately and worked tirelessly all day without stopping cutting down tree after tree after tree after tree. On the other hand, the older lumberjack took, you know, like a 15 minute break every hour. At the end of the day, when, you know, the, the cut trees were counted, the older lumberjack had cut one third more trees than the younger guy, than the younger man. So how did you beat me? You know, how did you work less and cut down more trees, the younger lumberjack asked. You know, like, I didn't stop all day, but you stopped every hour, but you still beat me. And so the older, wiser lumberjack kind of smiled back, looked at the younger guy, the younger lumberjack, and said, I stopped for 15 minutes every hour to sharpen my axe. And so the work that I did was more productive. Right, the work that I did was more productive. I just want you to understand this. You know, this is obviously not like a motivational podcast or anything like that, but it's not how much content you consume, it's not how many courses you do, it's not how much that actually matters, it's how sharp your intelligence is, how sharp your knowledge is, how sharp the content that you do consume actually is. And I'm really striving to bring you the most precise, the most sharpest, the most refined content that I can so that you can get ahead in property investing. So in this episode, I'll cover two Q&A questions and answers again. So the first topic, the first question is what are the six ways to make and save money in property investing? All right. And if you actually want a retirement plan that is um, and the second question and the second sort of you know topic is basically how to identify a property investment scam or how to identify a property investment company that's pretty scammy and so therefore how to avoid losing money with these types of you know companies those are the two questions i hope you stick with me hopefully this is going to bring you a ton of value do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. All right. So the first question, you know, there are six ways to make and save money in property investing. It's essential to invest in this type of education to even know how to make money. You know, it's, it's so, so important. And these are the six things or these are the ways, you know, people who are actually wealthy in property investing make money. So here you go. In property investing, there are multiple ways to make and save money. It's not the case that there's, a, there's only one way to make money. So in the buy and hold uh, strategy, which is really what's most common and most uh, suitable for most people, mum and dad investors who have young kids, nine to five jobs, white collar or blue collar jobs, 
they don't really have time for investing hours and hours and hours and hours every single day, every single week in property investing. So the buy and hold strategy is the best for them. But here are six ways to make money in property investing and make sure that you make money and save money in all of these six ways. And um, let's start now. So the first way is um, positive cash flow. Okay, so make sure you buy uh, properties that are that are positive cash flow. Don't buy negatively geared properties. It's a myth that in order to achieve capital growth, you need to negatively gear. That's an absolute myth. Make sure you buy positive cash flow so that you can make money from day dot, from day one. As soon as you buy the property, that property is giving you an income. So that's way number one. Way number two is make sure you buy properties that will grow not only in the long term, not only in 10 or 15 years time, but will start to give you 10,000, 20,000, $30,000 of growth from the very first few months, okay? We want that thing to go up even within six months. We want that thing to go up by tens of thousands of dollars even within the first year. And anyone who says that you can't predict that you know, they either don't know what they're doing or they're telling you a lie. We need that short-term growth, okay? So that's the second way to make money. Positive cash flow, the second way is capital growth. The third way to make money is to buy under market value. Now, there's a lot of conjecture about whether this is even possible. You know, isn't the market value what you pay for it, what you've paid for it? I mean, you're the market, right? But the reality is, that you can beat the market, you can buy under market value properties. It's not that they're easy, it's not that they're simple to do, but if the market, if the average person would spend $400,000 on a specific property, there are still ways that you, as an individual, as one sample, can buy that property for $390 or $385 or $380. Now, you can't make $100,000 buying under market value at that sort of price range, but you can still buy under comparable sales. Okay, so the way number one to make money was uh, positive cash flow. The way number two to make money was um, capital growth, not just in the long term, but in the short term, within the first year. The way number three is buy under market value. Way number four, is to always buy property that you can add value to. Always buy property that you can add value th to through a cosmetic renovation. You know, this doesn't need to be where you have knocked down a wall or you're demolishing a house or you're doing some sort of intense, you know, foundational work, restumping or anything like that. This is as simple as putting in twenty, thirty thousand dollars and increasing the value of the house by seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars Once again, it's not easy to do. You can't always just do it. It's not a case of just watching the block and imitating what they do. It only works in less than 5% of suburbs all over Australia. You need that price disparity between renovated and unrenovated homes. But this is a fantastic way to have more control over your wealth creation journey so that if you keep if you strategically put in twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars the value of the property will increase seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars because that's the fourth way to make money and by the way you don't need to be handy on the tools to do a cosmetic renovation all of this can be outsourced 
almost free of charge if you know how to do that. Way number five to make money in property is to own and master the legal parameters, expertise, and constraints. Okay, I mean, when it comes to special conditions in a private treaty, there are simple clauses that you can put in, like, you know, of course, you'd need to put in the right legalese, the right, right legal wording, but something like all furniture should be removed before, you know, the property is settled. Or something like the buyer reserves the right to use the vendor's professional photography when advertising for tenants. Now, professional photography costs a thousand dollars. So just by putting that one line in, literally like 10 words, you've saved yourself a thousand dollars and reduced your vacancy because you've increased your chances of getting a really good tenant really quickly. By putting in the clause around furniture removal before settlement, you know, I've, I've had an instance in my own portfolio where I had to fork out like $12,000 because the vendor left all of their old furniture there, which I didn't want. So just, you know, things like this, it saves you a lot of money. So that's number five. Number six is the way number six to make money in property is to ignore the sales agent. Okay, so we want to completely ignore the sales agent, ignore what the listing price is, ignore, um, you know, whether it's a range or a specific um, value that they put on the property, just ignore all that and learn to value property yourself. Don't rely on online bank value calculators, they're all different. Don't rely on what the sales agent is telling you. You know, if it's listed at 600 to 650, if you end up getting that property for 600, that doesn't mean you've got a good deal. So many people think that if I get at the bottom of the range, it must be a good deal. The actual value of the property might have been 580. Okay, so if you learn how to value property yourself, that is another way to save money and in fact make money because you've got instant equity that you can use for your subsequent purchase. So that's number six. So there was positive cash flow, short-term capital growth, buying under market value, cosmetic renovation, the right legal expertise, and also learning how to value property. So I just want to encourage you, making money in property is fun and easy, okay? But you need education. Without education, if you're trying to be a hero property investor and trying to learn all these things yourself, there are still going to be so many things that you don't know that you don't actually know, right? You may think that, oh, look, I, I know how to tell if a property is in good condition. I can inspect the property, but that's not how we make money. These are six ways we make money amongst many. And if you invest in your education, if you invest in your training, and it doesn't mean putting in 30 hours of classroom education or attending a seminar or anything like that. Deep, expert, precise training. You can literally, in one property transaction, improve your returns by not tens of thousands of dollars, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. Knowing how to make money in these six ways will get you to your passive income goal faster, but more importantly, it will actually guarantee that you'll get there. And I think that's what most people want. They just want some surety, some reliance that if I invest in my education, I'm going to be maximizing my opportunity from property investing. I'm not going to be making mistakes and I'm going to get to my goal, which is passive income. And then the second question that I want, you know, you guys to really 
grasp and understand because so many people fall for all these ads on social media these days. You know, there there are literally three reasons I've turned down over $300,000 this year. And if you understand these reasons, it's probably going to save you even more. So you should run away from these scams. You know, if it sounds too good to be true, it often is. You know, don't be sucked in with those house and land packages. Don't be sucked in with that quote unquote paying off your mortgage in seven year type adverts. I'll take you through these three in refined detail so you can run away from these types of companies. Stick around. <laughs> this year, I've literally said no to more than $300,000 of commissions. So what what do I mean by this? It's because I have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a group, a bit of people that that subscribe to my video, subscribe to my content that almost every single week I have property development uh, marketing companies that come to me and say we have this new development in Maitlands, New South Wales or we have this new development out past North Lakes in Brisbane or in Springfield Lakes, um, Ripley or Leichhardt in Ipswich or, you know, Southwest Melbourne out past Werribee. We have these um, new properties and we'd like to, um, for you to talk about them with the people that follow you so that we can sell these properties. Now, this is what is called property marketeering developers who have off-the-plan houses that they have to sell and they're trying to sell them by attaching education at the front of them and because I run an education program these developers almost every single week I get emails I get Facebook direct messages on my YouTube etc saying that we will give you $25,000 per property that you can pitch to your followers and if they buy $25,000 per property. Now, if I devote my education, if I devote these videos and content to why you should buy those particular types of properties, then I would have made $300,000 more than what I did this year. That is a fact. And I can do that very easily. Let, let me do it right now. In fact, it's so easy to, to market and pitch this stuff. All right, so let's take Western Brisbane out near Ripley, out near Springfield Lakes. Okay, so this is the this is the marketing message that I would be spruiking. Okay, so this is a new master planned community. In the next 30 years, the population is going to migrate from Brisbane out towards Ipswich. It's going to become like a Parramatta in Queensland, the Parramatta equivalent, you know, of, of, of Sydney. There's going to be an, a new hospital. There's going to be a new train line. Um, there's schools dedicated to that. Now, the properties that we have, they are brand new, seven-year warranty with huge depreciation. So what this means is that you will be able to basically pay off your mortgage off your own home in seven years because the growth is anticipated to be huge. You'll be making huge positive cash flow because of huge depreciation. And, you know, these are brand new properties. There's a rental guarantee that we'll even throw in, okay? Three years of guaranteed rent, so you don't have to worry about a thing. And we'll take care of everything. We'll build it, turnkey solution. You just need to sign on this dotted line right now. Do you want to secure your family's future? <laughs> okay, this is the kind of thing that, that they actually, 
that has been working for 10, 20 years in Australia. They spruik these properties and people buy them. Even people after they've talked to me, after they've talked and understood the, the fundamentals of property investing still, they go to these spruikers because they're completely mesmerized. They're completely, completely sold into that dream that they're selling, which is not going to be a, a reality. And here's the reason three reasons why that reality won't happen. Let's talk about depreciation. Actually, there's more than three, but I'm just going to do at least three. Depreciation. Now, what they say is that you'll get $20,000 of tax back every single year because of the huge depreciation on these properties. The thing that they fail to mention is that this depreciation costs or amounts to naught if you lose your job. If there's no income, there's nothing to depreciate against. The second thing in relation to depreciation is all the depreciation you claimed, you have to give it right back to the tax man after you sell the property. So of course you might say, I will never sell that property, but how can you say that? Your life situation might change, that suburb might tank. There's so many reasons why you may need to sell that property. And if and when you do, every single dollar of depreciation benefit that you've realized through that year, through that journey over those years, you have to pay back over and on top of capital gains tax. Okay, so depreciation is really not the bee's knees. So that's the first thing they talk about, positive cash flow because of depreciation, only because of depreciation. The second thing they talk about is population growth and how that will mean that capital growth will occur. Now, population growth has no correlation with capital growth. Brisbane was experienced the second highest population growth of all capital cities in the last 10 years, but houses only grew by 19%. In 10 years, Brisbane, the average house, only grew by 19%. I can go on and on about these statistics, but I'm just gonna rest my case there, and units even worse, okay? Um, this, the other thing that they talk about these spruikers is that it's a new property. You know, why would you say no to a new property? There's, it's under warranty, it's brand new, that it'll be so easy to get tenants. Here's the thing. A new property more often than not underperforms versus an established property. Now, when I say established, I don't mean something that's 50 years old, 10, 20, 30 years old in good condition, tenantable, because it's land that appreciates and buildings that depreciate. So when you buy a brand new property, sure, it looks shiny, but you've mostly paid for the building. It's like buying a Mercedes Benz off the dealership. As soon as you drive it out, it's depreciating. It's lost its value. The same thing happens in residential real estate. You're buying a brand new property, it's depreciation, it's depreciating hard, and that means that you're always swimming against the current when it comes to capital growth. The land content, the land value is very small. Okay, the land content, the land value is very small. Don't confuse land value with land size. Okay, land value, one square meter in the middle of Sydney is worth way more than 100 square meters, 100 kilometers outside of the Sydney CBD. Okay, the land value is what's important, not land size. So in a brand new property, you've mostly paid for the building and that's depreciating like a new car. And therefore, the capital growth is only occurring off a very small base, a very small land component. People don't understand this, right? And I don't blame them because all the property marketeers are saying the opposite. 
Alright, so that's the depreciation is one thing, population growth is the other marketing method, brand new is the other marketing method. They also say that because it's brand new, it's easy to get a tenant. Now, let me tell you, in Springfield Lakes and Ripley, other places, Pimpama, you know, brand new, Omeo, Kumara, new estates there, it's really hard to find a tenant because almost every single property is an investment property. So there's so much competition between landlords to find a tenant, which means vacancy rates are high, which means rents don't rise, which means your positive cash flow, your passive income isn't actually increasing. So that's just, once again, just uncommon sense of um, why you shouldn't buy those types of properties. You'll pay your mortgage off in seven years, guys. You're not going to do that. If you look at the mathematics, if you look at how much it actually takes to pay off a five, six hundred thousand dollar uh, mortgage that's not going to happen by buying a brand new property in the outskirts of of a of a Sydney or of a CBD or sorry not a CBD of a capital city it just won't happen if the property is $500,000 how's that going to pay off your mortgage of $500,000 and itself you know you can't pay off both um, that's simply not how the mathematics works and if you ask these property marketeers to just go one level deeper one level let's look at the spreadsheets let's analyze the assumptions you'll find that they're embedded some unreasonable expectations like 10 percent annual growth on a linear basis every single year for that property or something preposterous like that or that rents continue to rise at 20 percent per annum you know, you just have to, to get underneath the hood to completely disassemble and dismantle these promises. And really, honestly, this is what really, really, really ruins lives. The lives of, of young people, of young families wanting to get into property investment, but they buy this dud because they were promised the world without understanding how property works, without understanding property economics, and then they're left holding this thing for five, 10 years, it hasn't gone up in value, it's not paid their mortgage off, it's not given them a passive income, they've saved a few dollars in tax, but you could do that through any other strategy as well. And the last thing I'm gonna say as well is valuation. Because these property marketeering companies are incentivized to sell you the property, they're not going to try to negotiate, nor are they going to give you, in many instances, the true valuation of that property. Okay, because they're going to say it's worth it's worth this and we're getting it for this, right? Um, but really it wasn't worth that. And when it comes to actually settling the property, actually getting finance, actually getting the bank valuation done, in so many instances, the bank valuation comes at under what you had paid for it. And so then you need to fork out more deposit money, which you may or may not have. And if you don't have it, you have to do a fire sale or you're, you're in a world of problem. Okay, and... And I'm not just making this up, there's hundreds if not thousands of examples of these and you'll know if you're the person that has been marketed to, alright? You'll know, I mean, you would have seen those claims, depreciation, pay your mortgage off in seven years, brand new house and land package, growth corridor, that's, you know, one of the um, terminologies they use to, to fool people into thinking the capital growth is going to occur based on infrastructure and population growth. It seems right at the surface. Absolutely, it seems right. But when you poke and prod, the, it just crumbles. Okay, so look, I can easily sell you guys this stuff and I'll be probably making a whole lot more money than, than I do in this particular side of my business in education. But the fact is that that really, really ruins lives.
okay? So if you're someone who's contemplating an off-the-plan apartment or a house and land package, um, just ask the person that's trying to sell you this, are you getting paid by the developer? And if they are, they're a property marketeer, all right? And if they're getting paid by a developer and you, then that's just ridiculous because they're getting both they're getting action on both sides it's it's completely preposterous and sometimes people say but pk they're actually doing it for free for me in fact they're giving me a selection of properties how can i say no it's completely free and you know all of these things pop growth and passive income and depreciation tax benefits or it's all lining up like i'm hearing what you're saying but it's too good it's too good for me to give up all i all i want to say to you is if you really care about your financial future in five or 10 years time, then take the opportunity to educate yourself. Even if it's not in a formal sense, just do a Google search of off the plan apartments, do a Google search of property marketeers, go on forums like Property Chat, go on forums like my Facebook group, Australian Property Investment Mastery, ask people questions. Before you give them any money, ask a million questions. You'll come to the conclusion that that is really too good to be true. Thanks guys. Well, I hopefully that was bringing you um, some things that you didn't know before. It helps sharpen your axe, so to speak. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm very, very grateful for, for your time. You know, it's precious. And yeah, if you want no pressure, chuck me a review on iTunes or Spotify. Have a great week, guys. Catch you later. Yeah.